This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What's up everybody and welcome back to a special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. We are joined today by a special guest. Uh, we have... Andre Hangshua back in the building. Am I a special guest now? No. Well, for now, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about your roles Brutal. moving forward. Uh, you're never in the States, so it's, it's kind of tough. He's taking Conrad's place. Conrad sat today out because he was afraid he was going to say something <laughs> off color. Yeah. I'm not kidding. He nope. types in the chat. He goes, I have a sore throat. I, Is it okay if I sit today out? I go, no. And he goes, I don't really have a sore throat. I just don't think I can mute myself. <laughs> I can't, can't control myself. I'm like, you never talk any other day. What's mm -hmm. the difference? Yeah. What is different? What, what is different about what today? Different. I miss the tortoise open. I don't. So and no sad. one does. And the fact that you brought it up, Brian, honestly, like, we have to, have to talk about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. We're going to have to so talk pissed. about this off air. He's so pissed. Like, enough he's is like, enough, man. He's like, why do you keep giving this shit life? This is what you did to Randy in high school. Enough is enough. You're gassing him up for something that no one likes. What did Randy uh, do in high 60, school? 69%. Or sorry, this is what Randy did to Brian. 69% of the people wanted, the, wanted that opening. There well, were 69 people watching that day. Nice. It doesn't count. Here, here's what kills me, okay? <laughs> He doesn't talk at all. He has one job, which is to open the show and have his goddamn Morocco. <laughs> Somehow, and he he miss he yep. he misplaces it all yep. the time. Somehow we're back to having the start of every show. Not somehow. You did this. You know what you did. <laughs> you know what you did. God damn it, Conrad. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about Landon. Landon had a big day yesterday. Yay! Congratulations, hey! young man. Let's go. Ring winner in the house. Let's fucking go. Snow. And then look at third place. Big day for you him. Know, you know you fucking killed it when you, you beat the king of the fucking WSOP, Corgasm. Uh, legendary name. It's, it's legendary not, it's name, not about legendary me, okay. person. 1K ring event. Yeah. Yes. You guys took a third of the prize pool down. We took 74000 out of 210000 That's wow. strong. That's, so That's strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Congratulations, young man. You'll be playing the Tournament of Champions. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess oh, I'm a champion right. now. You, yes. well, hey, it's been a big week for you, buddy. I know. A little 100K upswing. Yeah. You're no longer the child of the Sim. No. You're now the child of, or the, not the, the slave to the Sim. Oh. You're a slave to the win. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I see. That's no, it's been a, a good week. Joke. You know, it's a, tournaments are just a bunch of scams. Like, you show up, you lose for like a bunch of months, and then like you win some all ins, and then you think to yourself, oh man, all this hard work pays off. But in reality, it's like, no. You just, just fucking scam people chosen. with five left. Yeah. Like, looking at the structure, four out of five people had 12 bigs or under, like somewhere between 12 and 10, and ship leader had 20. So you're just basically playing all-in flips at who runs the best to see who wins. You don't got to tell me twice, man. I've been talking about getting these, uh, getting these cash streets for forever, you know? Why, why are you... Why? Bro, you need to be a live cash player. You need to do, come to the Bellagio, come to the win. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, these streets are lined with gold. You had a good day yesterday. I had a really good day yesterday. Yeah, you did. Whole damn household had a good whole, day. The whole yeah. house had Everybody a really good day. I played till five o'clock in the morning, man. I do not like playing that late. I started at 10 a.m. and I played till 5 a.m. That's, that's almost. Tell us about hours. this hand. Uh, so the, the night ended, uh, there was, I honestly, this guy that I got to play with was one of the most interesting entertaining fun people that i've i've played with in quite some time he uh owns like a bunch of marijuana grows in california and 
he plays exactly like he's growing it. <laughs> like legitimately, he's like he's like yeah, we we uh, we lost like a, a shipment or something like that, and it, it got all fucked up. Cost me like thirty million. I go, how do you recover from that? He goes, what do you mean? It grows back in three weeks. <laughs> you, know, you know how like most times when people like play with money that seems like it isn't theirs, yeah. it uh, doesn't add up. Yeah. This is like the one rare instance in which it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The wee business is good, baby. Yeah, money um, does grow on trees. So he, we're we're playing one hundred one hundred. I had I had a wild day. We're playing one hundred one hundred. I win a hundred and fifty k pot, where um, I end up bluff catching on the end on a i have a straight on a four flush in a spot that was like weird and i just didn't think he could really have a flush often was right i think my day is complete like i went from down 40 to up 40 i'm just like this is the greatest day ever you know that's that's a lot of big blinds you move to the main game and they're playing what i thought was 100 200 so it's like midnight now when i finally get moved over there uh i sit down with like 150k and it just becomes abundantly clear that not only is this stack in play, it ain't enough. <clears throat> my man to my left has like a half a million in front of him. This other guy that I've never played with, uh, who seems to be like he's here for the battle, has a half a million in front of him. Uh, so we, we started like, you know, going back and forth, playing a bunch of different pots. Uh, I run it up a little bit, get it up over. <laughs> I end up making another hero call in a four bet pot with like third pair. Uh, it was a pretty good third pair, all things considered. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was the third pair you want to have. Yeah. Um, I called sixty k on the end and was correct. So I run it up to like just over three hundred, and uh, my guy is right around the same. He probably has like two eighty ish, and it's like five a.m. now. We're playing one, two, four, and if I'm the four, he's the eight. <laughs> uh, so sometimes one, two, four, eight. Uh, and this hand happens where I believe it was just the 400 because I opened, yeah. So I opened a 1K under the gun with eight. He flats next to act. Uh, the, the button, which everybody got confused by the, the, the uh, tweet. I didn't think it was that confusing. But the well, they, I don't think they were confused. People were trolling. They were saying, how could, because I said a fun player called. Right. And they said, how could you open and call, implying I'm the fun oh, player. Oh, I get it. Which, hey, you're right. When you're right, you're right. You're not, you're not wrong. Um, but I called the other kid a vulture, and that's just like an inside joke at, at Bellagio. People were like getting upset. Like, yeah, rah, like rah, rah. I know. Like, people were like, I was like, relax. Really I, getting upset with you. Yeah. Just like, Jesus Christ. He's a vulture. He's a vulture. No, no, a vulture. I love a shield. But like when, when they put his name tag down to take the seat, they put vulture one, and then his other friend, they put vulture two. Because they're, they're the guys who like come in when the game gets public and they're, they're late. And I, go, I respect it, man. Like they're out there hustling for a long time. Like, I would never be that. It's just so much work to sit in the Bellagio. I mean, they'll sit there for like four or five hours just like sweating, waiting for a seat to open, especially when the game's good. So uh, he got rewarded today in this one. But anyway, uh, Vulture squeezes the 5K off of 55. I call, he calls. Board, Queen 8, 7, Rainbow. Hello. Check, or sorry, yeah. Check, check. C-bet for like 5K, I think. I call. Raise to 30. And my man, like, he don't fuck around when he raises. He's got something, for sure. Uh, a shield jams for 50 total. Uh, so, doesn't reopen the action. I mean, it's, it's open for me, but it doesn't reopen the action for him. So, I'm kind of in a weird spot, but, like, we're so deep and the board's so dry that I'm just like, well, if I set over set him, I'm going to get it all anyway. Uh, I don't think he ever has queens, so I don't really have to worry about that. And if he has 9-10, like, God bless... Uh, I'll just live with the turn results. So I peel. 
he obviously calls. There's 180 in the main, no side right now, but we're 180K behind. No. Yeah. 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 yeah 180K behind. Uh, turn is an offsuit deuce. Beautiful. I just opened jam, which felt wow. bad in the moment, but I'm just like, I don't think he has folds. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, he might fold 910, but like, I can't win any more money from that anyway. What am I going to do? He doesn't bet? have 910. Yeah. What am I going to do? Bet 30K? He just doesn't have 910. Either. Right. So he just like doesn't even think, snaps. And I go, fuck, like, do you actually have queens? But I kind of knew a shield had queens. Like, I actually think he would just fold aces. Mm -hmm. Because he's a fucking vulture, man. He's not not there to, like, take an uncertain spot, you know? Um, And I roll my hand over, and all the color just drains from his face. So I show eights. A shield shows queens. He is queen eight of diamonds. What do you call him? A shield? A shield. Uh, his real name is Achilles, but, but everybody calls you him say a shield. it like a shield. Oh, like a shield. Well, a shield. Like you're calling you're, him a shield. I don't know what you're implying there, Brian. I don't know. <laughs> no, but like Achilles, was, uh, the way that Achilles is actually said is a okay. shield. Got it. A shield. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, he rolls over queens. I roll over eights, and he has queen eight of diamonds. Stone fucking dead. The hand's just over. There's hand's nothing. just over. Yeah. So we didn't even need to see right, the yeah, time. Yeah, cards are out. Yeah. 500k pot. We're, we're drawing to a foul yeah. deck. Bro was hoping for a misdeal, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Queen on the river one time. <laughs> yeah, so pretty wild pretty wild session for me. Very swingy. Even prior to that hand, I was up like 120, 130. No, more. Uh, maybe like 140-ish. And I was just like, man, this might be a 500k night. Because the game was... Str- we were, we were eight-handed still. <laughs> Yeah. At 5 a.m., I'm like, this game's never going to end. I'm, I'm going to die in this seat. And then it did. Were you, so were you, were you okay with seeing the queens as the, in the smaller pot, knowing that he could yes. draw out yeah. on you? No. <laughs> as soon as he sees the queens, he's just like, thank right. God. Yeah, it's like, I just win. Yeah. Yeah. He just wins uh, yeah, the, I the mean, massive I, side pot. I, I knew how big the side pot was. Right, right. Uh, yeah. And it's like, you're playing 1-2-4 to play a 500k pot. Yeah. It is kind of a scam, and, though, that he has queens. It, a little bit. But I truly do think... like. It, I mean, he's he's a little. It's his personality. If you ever get to know him, uh, he's very like arrogant in the way that he speaks, but he doesn't mean it, right? Like he he does it as almost like a troll. Mm. And he goes, "You think I would fuck around with aces or kings? I insta muck. I know, <laughs> I know he has a hand." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, maybe I guess, but like, you know, you're getting a pretty good fucking price to put it in with aces or kings there." Yeah. Um. So yeah, like super fortunate turn of events for me. Which I, I feel like uh, was, was, it was like one of, like Landon was talking about how uh, tournaments are a scam. I kind of feel like the timeline of cash games can be a scam too, where it's like, if I don't make two massive hero calls, I'm not even there. Right. Uh, like, I either just don't have that much in front of me, yeah. or I had gone home a long, and long time ago. now you're up with pals to play this pot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is like a wild uh, kind of heaving up effect, mm-hmm. so to speak. But that's not why people are here, guys. That is not why they're here. They're sure? here to talk about the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> what <laughs> a Whoa. fucking game! Man. What a game! Japan coming Man. through. Atani is just... He's everything that he's advertised. I mean, how sick was it that it came down to Atani versus Trout? Like, it's just like... It, it's scripted. Yeah, it feels like it, it feels was scripted, scripted, but it was not scripted. I, like, the thing is, if it were scripted, the baseball Trout, gods were like looking over, like they were just they were monitoring. If, this if entire it were scripted, tournament. Trout hits a home run nine out of ten times. Okay, Man. can you explain? Like, can you set this up? Because I, I, coming from a non-baseball yeah. background, uh, what's the significance of the two players? Trout. They, they, they play well. They're both 
two of the best players in the league. Trout's a and perennial MVP, and, and they're on the same team. Yeah, they're, they're teammates. On, they're oh, both playing for the Angels. Shit. And Otani yeah. is like also a perennial MVP candidate. Right. And um, on top of all that, the Angels fucking suck. Like bottom dwellers in the MLB with mm-hmm. the two best players, you know, by a long shot. And Otani also, uh, so this, this isn't obvious, but he pitches and hits. So he, it's, he's, he's the, the babe, only person yeah, he's like in the, babe Ruth the league. Of this era. Yeah, he's the only person in the league who uh, pulls double duty. So oh. he's their full-time DH, I believe, right? I don't think he plays a position. First, maybe. Maybe. I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure he's full-time uh, everyday starter. Impossible. And then on top of that, he is throwing 103 miles an hour from the mile. Bro, I remember back in the day, this is like uh, probably late 90s, early 2000s, the max I'd ever see was like 89, maybe 90, 90. Today, uh, you guys pulled it up. It was like 103, 101. Yeah. That was crazy, man. Yeah. And he's just doing it time after time. This is, I don't know how many times he's pitched, but I'm sure oh, he's, he's a not starter. super fresh. Yeah. No, he's a starter. That's, that's insane. Also, a, he came in as relief. Yeah, he came in that, relief in this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, it's worth noting, like, huge credit to Japan. They're a fucking baseball powerhouse. They really are. They're they're Man. literally becoming uh, a world perennial powerhouse. Like maybe even a little bit more so than what we've seen in the past from mm-hmm. uh, like Cuba and the Dominican and Venezuela. Mainly because it's. I, I guess maybe I I don't want to say that. I was gonna say mainly because uh, it's their national sport, but it, that's true of of these South South America countries too. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's just like sheer population, right? Yeah. Like they're just bigger. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, like, uh, there, was a, there was a quote I saw uh, about Otani in the locker room was saying that Japan has, like, such high admiration for America because, like, this has always been our national pastime or sport mm-hmm. or whatever that he had to, like, talk his teammates down and say, like, stop admiring them for one day. Today's the day that we become them. Yeah. Uh, which I that's, thought was really, really cool. really cool, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's weird because it's kind of like watching the Little League World Series with adults. Yeah, right. It really <laughs> well, is. Kind of yeah. what it is, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. Uh, the Little League World Series doesn't have this much hype, I don't think. No, the last time the Little League World Series went on that I cared about, I lost many, many dollars to uh, Hawaii beating South Korea. You took Hawaii? I took South Korea. Oh, mm-hmm. bad bet. Hawaii fucking nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was like it was like South Korea minus three fifty, and then like bottom of the first kid from Hawaii first pitch dinger, and I'm just like, all right, I guess I just lose now. <laughs> <laughs> this was like back when I was still in college and like betting through like sports book. Yeah. And oh my th- god, you were a degen. I was a sick degen. They they took that from me. What that, happened? What happened was I hit rock bottom when I needed to get money from <laughs> Dalton to pay for it, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm never gonna go through this again. It, it's funny because I would qualify you as somebody who does not have much gamble in him. No. No, I'm not much of a gambler. The irony is... I am a gambler. And, and, well, no, you can correct me if, if you think I'm wrong, but like, I would qualify myself as somebody who has a lot of gamble in me, but I have no draw whatsoever to bet sports outcomes. Yeah, I don't have that anymore. I just kind of had wanted to do something, and there wasn't really much else to do. I don't know. Well, lesson learned. Don't bet against uh, places where you can play baseball year-round. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're really good. That's true. If, yeah. Um, if this topic ever comes up again, I have a really good story for you about the first time I gambled. I'm pretty sure you could just tell it now. You just say it right uh, now. No, I think, I think no, there's, okay. there's other pressing matters right, that we yeah. need wow. to Wow, you're just going to tease it like that? I think you can say it right now. Unbelievable. 
Uh, I, actually, it, it's also yeah, going to go date ahead. him quite a bit. Well, a that's bit. fine. So I'd never gambled, and I got my first job working at a warehouse, working at a place called Just for Feet. Um, <laughs> I was like 14, 15 years old. I got a work permit, worked for three months, and at the end of this summer, Mike Tyson was going to fight uh, Evander Holyfield. And the guys in the warehouse were talking about, oh, you know, for every like 300 bucks you put on Mike Tyson, you get $100 or whatever. And I had worked all summer, and I'd saved up like, 1600 bucks or something and i'm like wait a minute so if i put 1600 dollars on mike tyson i win you know whatever it came out to it was like 500 dollars. so i was like man this sounds like a great idea so i asked one of the older guys at the warehouse like hey will you put in this bet for me snap everyone in the warehouse is like do not put all of your money on this fight (laughs) and of course the guy who was a dj was like nah you know let him cook (laughs) So I get all my money. I give it to this guy. He puts it in. I'm like, man, this is going to be the easiest $500 ever. My mom was waking up in between her shifts to like take me to work so I could save up this money to like have clothes for school and so on and so forth. Wait, uh, were you someone that knew about boxing at all or not really? Oh, I loved boxing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you thought this was the lock. Uh, I, I like, I can't lose. Mm-hmm. Wow. So my dad takes me to my uncle's house and we're all there watching the fight and Lo and behold, crunch. Yeah, <laughs> he gets his ear bitten off, and oh, I uh, I end up losing my bet, and I'm just heartbroken. I'm and heartbroken. To lose like and my that. dad and my uncles and my cousins mm-hmm. are like, "Why are you taking this so hard?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like crying in the corner. Right? Like, what's going on? Obviously, I couldn't tell my dad because no, he would have beat the you. living yeah. shit out of me. <laughs> but I knew at some point I was going to have to tell my mom. Yep. And two days later, I told her, and I don't think she she spoke with me like for two mm. weeks. It was. Tough lesson it was pretty to learn. It's, it, it feels like that's that's uh, such a common household dynamic where like the dad is the the arbiter of punishment mm-hmm. and uh, judgment, and the mom is like the soft spot where it's like, <laughs> yeah. mom, I have to tell you a secret. That's the way it went down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mom, don't, really tell dad, don't tell that. Don't tell that. Don't tell that. Don't tell that. As if like they go to bed at night and don't discuss the mm-hmm. things that you're sharing with your mother. Mm-hmm. You would think that he would have learned from that, but he did the same thing with. Uh, Oh, McGregor and uh, Mayweather. Yeah. Oh, no. McGregor yeah. Mayweather. Oh, no, man. And Everybody when, got rich off Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he did. He did. Oh, okay, I, okay, So okay. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took all the money on my WSOP account, and I really wanted to get LASIK. <laughs> I really wanted to get LASIK surgery. So I was like, all right, here we go. And the first four rounds, I ended up going outside because I thought I was going to get sick to my stomach because it wasn't going the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> oh, no, it was not caught. Oh, yeah, like, it looked like a sweat. Oh, yeah. yeah, the first four rounds, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm about to lose a significant portion of everything that I have. And then by the fifth or sixth round, they're like, hey, come back inside. Like, it looks like it's... I remember yeah. I remember when that fight was happening. I, I can only imagine it was equivalent to when the corporation played Andy Bill heads up in, uh, in Limit Poker for, like, infinite stakes, where... A hundred percent of the poker world's liquidity yeah, was on was fucking Mayweather, right. <laughs> and you could just like hear a pin drop in poker mm-hmm. rooms across America. Yeah, I remember watching that where it really looked like Connor had a couple chances, like landed a few shots where people yeah got a little bit concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like the accidental knockout blow. Yeah, and then uh, everyone's just kind of like, "All right, wait till round eight, and he's gonna get tired and gassed," and that's kind of exactly what happened. And I think Mayweather won in the ninth, right? Yeah, where yeah. he just. McGregor got gassed and yeah. got him. Got him. They did get him. They did get him. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to. Uh, I guess. I guess. Oh, I. I would disagree. <laughs> I have to tell you. I think everything we covered is both bigger and better than what we're about to talk about. Yeah, but not, not for the people. The people want it. We have no choice now. Um, <laughs> I've. I've ignored. I've ignored this nonsense for for quite some time because. <laughs> 
I just don't care when big loud people were shouting. Um, but Doug is back and felt the need to platform airball. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Garrett's return to Twitter and uh, what he had to say about Hustler, quote unquote, soft banning them, him, I guess, uh, as well as his thoughts on airball. And then, uh, yeah, I guess like we'll talk a little bit deeper about did Hustler ban Garrett? Like, what does this all mean uh, for his return and, and things of that nature? Um, I think we should probably start there since if we're going in, in chronological order, that was kind of the first chain of events. So three, four days ago, I guess, um, Vertucci released a pod with Blank Check Ben. And uh, when he was marketing said pod, put something out like, you don't want to miss this one. And the thumbnail title was uh, Ben presses me on banning Garrett or something yeah. along those lines. Uh, Garrett then later quote tweeted it and said, make no mistake. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but like, make no mistake. Uh, it's been a choice not to play on live streams. Uh, I'm happy and blissful, you know, kind of being away from poker for a while, but you know, a, a fire has been lit now. I'll, I'll be back at some point. Um, I think I'm getting that relatively close. Uh, and from there, you know, like the, the back and forth just started to kind of unravel a little bit. Right. So I was looking and, uh, I think it was that thread that Garrett initially responded to. Um, and it got like some traction, but the tweet that actually got like five X, the engagement has like a half a million views on it or something like that was a response in thread from Garrett that I uh, Guapo even said the same thing. We were like, man, we thought Garrett's Twitter was hacked. Right. Uh, not, I don't mean that in an insulting way, just like the way, uh, okay. Yeah. So this was the original tweet. Um, and you can see it has like 200,000 views. New Doug Polk video is hilarious. Yada, yada, yada. But in that thread, uh, he replies to himself or to somebody else and says something like, um, I can't, I can't actually remember. Yeah, here it is. Thank you, Guapo. I needed you. Uh, PC Garrett has died. Airball is a bad poker player and a much worse human being. Fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That blew up. You can see it was 660. for Garrett. Right. That's right. So, like, that's mm -hmm. the thing. It's like, uh, I'm like, yo, come get your mans. Who's, who's out here throwing <laughs> shots like this? This is a fucking haymaker. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that that was the impetus for today's uh, conversation that Doug and uh, Airball had with regards to Garrett and getting called out. So, Airball's response in general, and this is a lot of what he echoed on the, the pod, is I'm a bad person. I don't block people from games. I don't rank recreationals the way I want to play with them. I battle anyone, and most importantly, when I get owned, I don't ask for a refund. Um, I, I, I want to pull back a little bit before I start to speak on either of these sentiments. What needs to be understood for anybody who doesn't play high-stakes cash games, period, let alone stream games, is that... They aren't like your local one, two, two, five games where a pool of 50 or 100 people just show up, put their names on list and play, right? We can all understand that they become very private, but more specifically in the stream realm, uh, the, the, the stream houses are asking you to basically expose uh, your strategy on camera. You know, expose yourself to uh, the public viewership and they're, they're utilizing the image and likeness of everybody that they invite to these games uh, in order to build a production house and to build a product, right? Yeah, so, it's more entertainment, less strategy. 
Well, you hope it to be, right? But that's not my point. My point is more so that, like, without the players, the production house ceased to exist, right? So they're absolutely building a product off the backs of the people that they have in the games. And the only value that they can offer in return is a good game. Right. Right? Like, there's no value to be had if the person running the game says, hey, man, I got 200, 400 next week. Uh, it's eight robots and, <laughs> uh, and a solver. Yeah, I mean, the difference in that case is if they start having sort of like monetary per diem incentives. Correct, which is what was the case in early high-stakes poker history. Uh, you know, they were paying, I think, 1K an hour uh, to film back then. But that was all driven by online money. So I, I don't understand. Uh, I mean, I do understand because the gloves are off and, and we're going to throw blows right now. But for everybody who's like coming after Garrett now that previously put him on a pedestal, What's the impetus, right? Like, did he block people from games? Uh, I don't know firsthand, but probably. But that was the value exchange. He built, like, Ryan and Nick can take all the credit that they want, and they deserve a lot of it. Nobody builds better lineups than Ryan as far as stream games go. Uh, and Nick obviously financed it, so, like, he, he has a part in all of this. But without Garrett, they do not take over the market as quickly as they did. Yeah, Garrett's yeah. MVP. You have to have a main character. Like They've proven yeah. this model time and time again. Live at the Bike, for a 10-year stretch, was all but nothing. Right? It, was, it, was, it was weaning out post-Black Friday. It was the biggest thing in the world when we were coming up during the Poker Road days with Seabock and Gavin and mm -hmm. Bart and all of those guys. They had built this massive product that didn't exist anywhere else. But by the time we got into like 2013, 2014, 2015-ish, now all of a sudden a lot more things were rolling out, right? Like we had seen televised poker for now over a decade. It wasn't, that, it wasn't that new or interesting to have a weekly show, and they smashed it behind the pay paywall. They yeah, went it the old its luster. Yeah, they went the old PokerGo uh, model where it's like you, if you either watched it live or you watched it behind the paywall. And I just don't think that like, the majority of the community was... They didn't care, right? There was this lull. Ryan came in and recognized that there was a, a spot to build a main character arc, and Garrett was the guy. Without Garrett... Live at the Bike doesn't resurge, and Hustler Casino Live doesn't exist, in my opinion. And, like, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that I am. Like, and I think that that's reflective in every other stream that's trying. Or it takes longer, but they have to build somebody else, which takes much, much longer. Well, than I, just... th that's the thing that I'm getting at, though, is, like, I don't know that there was anybody else at the time where Ryan took over for Live at the Bike. Okay, you mean then? Like, because now they're trying to replicate it with the airballed Nick. Well, types. now it's abundantly clear they don't need Garrett anymore. Right. And yeah. that's being reflected in the rhetoric from Hustler, in the rhetoric from Nick, etc. Because it's a plug-and-play system. The, the stream has now become bigger than any one character. Yeah, there's a new superhero. Yeah. It could be Nick Airball now. It could be someone else down the line. It's anybody who's willing to be loud, who's willing to sit deep, who's willing to play who's willing to gamble, who's willing to take big wins and losses, right? King's their other guy. Oh, yeah. oh sort of. Because he's, he's on there pretty, uh, a good amount of times when it's like very, very deep, I thought. Three times. But yeah, the biggest games that they've run around Keating. Yeah. But that's, that's a whole secondary story, I think. I think Keating and Persons are examples of why what I'm saying is true. Because they can now go to any stream and make that stream one of the most watched for that day, mm -hmm. right? Because they bring the formula with them. Yeah. They are the formula, yeah. right? They're, they they're the main characters that are willing to play massive, 
Yeah. Right. We saw it with the million dollar buy-in we saw it with the creator game. Like literally anytime that these guys show up and say, we have seven figures in our pockets and we're all going to sit down and play people fucking want to watch. Yeah. So we understand what the template is. And now Ryan's just in a position where he's at the top of the, the hill. He can just plug and play. So it's working with Airball, and uh, you know it's working week in and week out as far as like building the the Max Payne Monday show. That's another character driven show. It's 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 super sharp, right? So they've they've succeeded in their endeavors, and now Garrett is dead weight because the previous value exchange was I'll play if you give me value in your lineups, right? Mm-hmm. So like he got good fucking lineups, and he won a lot of money because of it. Um, Ryan now is basically like with all the shit that went down uh, and how much of a stain it put on the, the, the brand name itself or whatever. And the fact that we rose from the ashes in spite of it and now can plug anybody in your spot, which by the way, it can't be anyone. It needs to be somebody who's liquid, right? It needs to be somebody who yeah, can yeah. battle. Right. So it's not like there are just a thousand Garrett's of the world. Uh, you, you know, he may have gotten lucky again, falling into a Nick, who's willing to pop off, who's willing to sit deep, who's willing to do all the things, right? But let's not pretend like Nick's out here fucking playing world beaters. He's getting the same fucking Friday lineups that Garrett was getting, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I don't understand where all of this notion or the, this conversation is being steered that, like, Garrett is the anti-hero because he was game-selecting when playing nosebleeds, and Nick's just willing to open-sit anybody. Open-sit fucking Who? Rampage and Mariano are now the toughest guys in the world to play against. Like, no disrespect to them. They're great players. But, like, Garrett was playing with those guys, too. You know what I mean? Who, who is the fucking elite pro that's getting on the Friday show? Mm-hmm. More than once. Right. Because right? When, when Clicker did play, he ended up getting just fucked by Nick, actually, when he had set versus straight. <laughs> right, and he'll never play again. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, there are no invites being extended out to world beaters to play Nick. He's, he's acting like, oh, man, this is an open challenge. Like, anybody who wants to come fucking sit hustler can come play me. It's like, bro, there's a line out the fucking door of guys that would come play you. You want to take on the toughest fucking game in the world? Come sit in an open casino because the game will fucking fill around you. Right. And as far as like this whole heads up thing goes, Doug reached out to me when I was in the Bahamas and he was like, Nick Airball wants to play heads up. And I literally replied with, I don't care. This is not a priority to me. I can't make time for it, but like, I'll try. And we have a, we have a whole text exchange where he completely, completely changed the narrative of like what happened. I basically told him I'm super busy. I'm running a company and I have another, uh, I have another endeavor on the back burner that I'm about to start that I don't, you know, really want to speak publicly about. And I said like, okay, like what, what's the deal? He's like, I want you to play on my live stream, yada, 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 all this other stuff. It's like, okay, man, like this is a lot of fucking hoops to jump through to play what eight hours of heads up cash versus a guy. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we talking about? 200 hands. Who's this for? This is for Airball to clout chase and for Doug to promote his stream. And I don't like either one of you. At all, at you, all. Like, yeah, it's actually kind of a rever- like a reverse rule for you. Besides mm-hmm. the call it monetary aspect, if you win, because if you lose, you get dunked on by Airball Nick, and if you win, of course you're gonna win because you're playing Airball. Right, Nick. of course. Yeah, but yeah. I don't even give a shit about that. I don't want the inconvenience. If Airball Rick wants to play me heads up at two hundred, four hundred, like fucking fine, man. Mm-hmm. We'll set up a time to meet at Bellagio every day, and I'll roll out of bed after I do all my shit, get all my priorities out of the way. 
We can meet at 4 o'clock every day at Bellagio or Aria or Wynn or somewhere that's not inconvenient to me, and we can play for a month straight. You think he's booking his flight right now? No, of course not, <laughs> because it's fucking inconvenient yeah. to him. Right. It's like this guy acts like he has nothing but time on his hands. I thought you were an investment banker. I've never seen an investment banker who spends 100 hours a week <laughs> at a fucking casino. Like, enough with the goddamn lies. Like, why does everybody lie? Why is Doug speaking with such hyperbole when he could just be truthful and say, like, I entertained the idea... But it's a lot of fucking hoops, and I have a lot of things to do. I don't give a shit about heads-up poker. I never claimed to be works. a heads-up god. Right. Right? Like, oh, yeah. oh, I run a training site, so I should have to take on all comers heads-up? No. I played six and eight max cash. <laughs> like, you want to talk shit? Like, the game is open. I don't need to play on stream, and I don't need to fucking inconvenience myself traveling to other cities to play for 200 hands right. against someone that I don't give a shit about. I've never mm -hmm. met this guy. Who the fuck is this guy? Right. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, I mean, I get it. It's just from like the clickbait perspective, mm -hmm. right? It's such clout chasing. Yeah. And why, why is anybody chasing clout through me? Yeah. I don't get I mean, like, everybody wants to position me as being this trash poker player who never wins, yada, yada, yada. But yet somehow I amplify your clout by bringing my name into your mouth. Mm -hmm. This doesn't make any sense to me. Am I shit or That's because you're thinking too hard about it, man. That's true. You're using your brain. You're that not allowed to use your brain. That is true. <laughs> I, I, I don't really get it. Um, what I find to be problematic about all this is not airball whatever. Uh, I, I truly can't even... I keep calling him airball Rick because that's what it's, Melissa calls Melissa calls him, him airball yeah. Rick, so we've called him airball <laughs> but Rick. But it's Nick it's airball. airball. Right. Yeah, I think uh, in the... In the <laughs> In our title, we have Airball Nick. I think it's Nick Airball. It's Nick Airball. Well, I don't give a fuck, man. <laughs> Fucking air it out. Investment uh, banker Nick. Is if he had a little sure. more clout, we would get his name right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, no, what I find to be somewhat problematic about all this is how hard people go to align themselves with Vertucci and Ryan. Like, I think it's a really slippery slope to go down whenever these two seem to just keep shooting themselves in the foot publicly over and over and over and over again. Bertucci literally just spent a week publicly apologizing time and time again, and they're all non-apologies for what it's worth. But it, and, and like, you know they're non-apologies because he starts every single one of them with, some won't believe this, but. We've seen seven different apologies with, you won't believe this, but I swear I'm being genuine. That just is a mark of disingenuous, being disingenuous, <laughs> he right? He did the same thing with Mickey, and he did the same thing with Robbie when they were on the pod, and he's like, now, I, I got to preface this. I didn't tell them to uh, say this. 100%. You know, it's, it's the same. And Robbie told me to that, be Robbie right? literally told me that he baited her into doing that. He said, I want you to, and then like brought me up. Right. So to it's like, fair, he's though. such a fucking liar. Yeah, he always prefaces everything for like 30 minutes before he actually gets into He does anything. it because he knows that we can see through the bullshit. Of course. <laughs> the whole thing that I'm trying to arrive at is that, uh, like, not only are these non-apologies, and then he's so embarrassed by the non-apologies that he has to, he has to take them down, because this is now deleted. Um, on top of that, though, he then, like, doubles and triples down on the bad fucking take. And continues to do this publicly over and over and over and over again. And his his loyal quote unquote family keeps standing up to like hold him up as he fucking falls down. And it's like I, I just don't understand. Like I see people that I know for a fact 
would never say a crossword to Garrett's face that have chosen Nick over Garrett. D Moon being a great example. Like Garrett blocked her, she's upset. And I know that she's friends with Ryan and, and Vertucci. She would never say a bad word to, to, to Garrett in the past. None of these people would. Yeah. And whether it's because they thought he gatekept the games or because they legitimately have no problem with him otherwise, suddenly there's a chance to pile on now. And the battle lines are drawn. It's Garrett versus Hustler Casino Live. And the remarkable thing to me is people are choosing the stream that publicly published a report that said they had dozens of weaknesses in their security protocol that could have been cheated. They had a man steal $15,000 from the player who was accused of cheating in-game who then disappeared off the face of the earth. They have all of these red flags that if we weren't close to the situation, if we were just an objective onlooker, you know, looking onto the banking system for perhaps, and somebody saw all of these things line up, we'd be like, those people are corrupt as fuck. <laughs> people are fucking corrupt, man. Why? And it's, it's, it's this emotional, like, weird, parasitic relationship that gets developed of like... I'll scratch your back, I promise. I'll always have your back. I'm loyal to you. I, you know, we see it happening time and time again where people choose this, I don't even want to say charismatic because I can't, can't believe that that word would ever get utilized, but this, 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 this guy that, that just like can't help but shoot himself in the foot, they, they publicly stand up for him over integrity. Like over standing up for integrity and just nobody, nobody who's standing up for Nick and Ryan ever once said, Hey guys, you got to do better with your stream security. Not one of them, yeah. not one of them, Doug included. And that's what I find to be so odd. Doug walked the security room or the, the, the back room during the fucking scandal and said, everything's above board here. I would absolutely play on hustler and did so two days later. He said, the only thing that's weird is the security cabinet moved and like, we think Brian was cheating because of that. That didn't ring a bell of like, oh, maybe this isn't a good trustless system. No. Instead, he vouches for it. This is a man who runs his own live stream in another unregulated market. Mm -hmm. We're just supposed to trust everything? Like, whenever you guys are clearly in the pockets of one another, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Why align yourself so hard with someone who's such a bad actor in the space? It's just insane. This would be like everybody recognizing that like somehow stones had value to them and that they're just going to double and triple down. I think it's just because of opportunity, right? People just want to have the opportunity to play in good games and try to have the dollar amount. They share share the player pool. If if he alienates Hustler, he loses Nick. He loses, you know, Wesley and other guys that are willing to travel and come play and promote the live stream. Like, it's a good business decision. Doug always... Always does this. Always makes good business decisions. And it's always at the cost of his community, whether it's calling out people who don't deserve to be called out, tearing people down off their, off their built platforms, because it seems like the right way to get ahead, you know, stepping on the throats of your competitors because they exist, not because they ever actually did anything bad. Yeah. I got called a scammer and Doug did nothing to correct him. No. Anybody I've scammed ever, please come public. Come public and show me one goddamn receipt. 
Mm-hmm. Like we had all this talk about not loosely calling people cheaters without like having hardcore facts to back it up. Right. right. But Nick's just going to run around calling people a scammer and everybody's going to platform him to do so. Hustler Casino Live gives him a it's pregame like, interview. Because you won't play him for 200 hours. No, 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 no. It, it's, it's not, not even 200 hours. It's 200 not hands. It's, well, it's, he, no, he's saying that he's, saying he's live, afraid to play him, but yet he runs a training site, so he's scaming people out of the they training. They don't give a shit about that. I know, that's, that's, I know no, they don't, that's but that's kind of what he's saying. No, I know, but it really comes down to it's just Hustler Casino has these enemies. Right now, right. it's it's Garrett, it's Berkey, et cetera, yeah. right? And right now, Doug puts himself in a position where it's like, I need your player, player pool, right? I need the good streams no, I, as well. I, I, get, and I, can, I, I get why the yeah. whole, I understand that, the, the, the overarching of uh, yeah, reason and for them doing it. And it's just this like old boys club almost, right. the, where right. they're all fucking toxic But, but shit. it's so funny that they're going to use... And both parties have history of scamming. Yeah. Let's be real. But they're going right? to use and, and say that like, oh, Sulfur Y is not legit because Berkey doesn't want to play Correct. Nick. Or, or not that you don't want to play him. Uh, yeah, you it's just, not even that you, I don't want to play yeah, him. Yeah, you play him. It's a, it's, yeah, it's just a, they, they're saying you don't want to play him, and you're saying I'll play him. Just like I don't want to inconvenience well, it's like, myself uh, for two hundred. Why, why, why does he like, get to set all of all the, the unreasonable all the parameters? Yeah. Right? It's like we right. have to play on stream. Mm-hmm. We have to play for this yeah. buy-in. We have to play in Austin. We have to do all this stuff. It's like okay, my counter is I'll play you fucking anywhere that's not on stream. Yeah. And I take that back. Not anywhere. I'll play you in Las Vegas that's not on stream because yeah. I don't want to fucking travel for this. Right. Like, he wants to play you so bad he knows where yeah, to find don't you. Don't make it inconvenient for me and I'll fucking play you any day of the week. Like, and you want to play 200, 400, five days a week at Aria? I'm here. Doug yeah. Doug has trashed you for your whole fucking career. And then right. all of a sudden he's... He wants you to do no, this. No, this, this, this is this is this is what's even worse with Doug is like, I don't even give a fuck that he trashed me, right? Like, that's that's old fodder. We've, we've been at this forever, and this is the way that he tries to get ahead. I get it. Sure. It's that he texts me and talks to me like we're friends. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's always yeah. just, like, super cordial when I meet him in person. This is what I'm talking about. People have Twitter fingers, man. They talk a lot of shit on the internet. And then whenever they I see know. you face-to-face, they don't have a fucking crossword to say. Well, he course. fucking Amen. did that with Negrano, right? Yeah, of course. And and Negrano fell into it. Like, he, they became buddy-buddy, and now he's doing cameos on, on, on his content see, and shit like that. Taylor I, Swift I'll said, never. Taylor Swift said, you say it in a tweet, that's a cop-out, but you say it in the street, that's a knockout. T-Swift. 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 She knows. Maybe maybe Doug Polk's listen to a little T-Swift. Tortoise dropping the heat. Well, I'll tell you what. Knowledge bomb. Since we're talking about all the people that are banned from streams and everything else, I'll tell you what. I've self-banned myself from the lodge. I'll never go to that fucking stream. I'll never, ever give them any business. So if the idea here was to get me to play Nick Airball heads up on the lodge stream, fuck you. It'll never happen. I would play on Hustler before I would play on the lodge at this point, and I'll never play on Hustler. No, you will not. It's just not going to happen. You two are the only two streams that I'm positive have no protocols to your securities, right? It's like, or at least I shouldn't say I'm positive, but like have done nothing publicly to allow us to understand that the streams are secure. Right. Everybody else is operating in Nevada gaming regulated environment, or they're using the, the, the no peak option on poker GFX. Right. If you're not doing that, I don't want to fucking play. I'm out. Yeah. Of course, it's not worth it. It's just, just not worth it. It just it doesn't make any sense. So much has come to light over the last six months where it's like, we may never get a resolution as to what happened in that fucking hand, but we for sure understand secure security protocols better. Is there a reason why they don't do the no peak option? Lazy. It's just lazy. Yeah. 
it's either lazy or well ryan said that they don't do it at hustler because he wants full autonomy over the camera shots and he wants to know precisely what everybody has but that that's god mode that's literally god mode for no good reason knowing the two hands that are involved don't allow you to direct your cameraman any better you see where the action's at tell your cameraman to be on the guy who has the cards <laughs> what's so fucking hard like, why do you need to see that it's Ace-10 suited instead of, you know, just two blank cards that are being read? doesn't make any sense. And why are we just so accepting of it? Uh, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's this thing in the community where everybody always says, in the free market, you speak with your wallet and you stop showing up. But we've never done that as poker players, and we never will. No, because we see things for dollar amount and EV and value. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell everybody playing on Hustler that they're, and this is a hyperbole, I want to preface this, I'm not accusing anybody, but you could tell everybody on Hustler that they're being cheated out of 10% of their win rate because someone's getting access to whole cards and they all still play. Yeah. They think they can beat it. And I know this is true because this is what happens in home games. People are like, the rake's too high, you can't beat it. Or they're definitely cheating you, you can't beat it, and they just keep showing up. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> it's like, well, where the fuck else am I going to play 200-400? I want to gamble. Yeah. It's like, here we are. Here we are. I, I just, man, I... Brodus <laughs> cooked. I said I wasn't going to get fired up about <laughs> nah, this, but it's, it's, it's impossible, to. impossible not no, to. It, I mean, listen, no, man, you have a lot of integrity. You have, you, you've lived your life a certain way, and then people try to tear you down, and it's just like, you, you should, you deserve to speak up and, and, you know, speak the truth and let people know the truth, what, 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 who you really are. People can trash my play all they want. I don't care. Yeah. I, I see my stats. I posted my stats two episodes ago. They should ago. trash your play. Make, get better. You get, you get into some games. Yeah. Trash my play all it's, you want. I, it's I, the I, disingenuous arguments right. that fucking Doug right. always right. does. And, right? it's, it's, and then it's... it's well, the it's also the character assassinations. Huh? Yeah. It's also the character... Like, to, to allow it's somebody... build his business. To allow right? somebody on your platform when you're going to get 300,000 views to call someone else a scammer with absolutely no proof whatsoever is insane. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's libus. Yeah. Libus. <laughs> Libelous. Libelous. Libel. Libel. Libelous. Libelous. Thank you. Uh, it, it, it's, it's absolutely insane. And like, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, libel, whatever. Uh, we're in the internet age where people just like run their mouths. But yeah, when, when do we start to hold people responsible? Sure. Like, it annoys me because it's so, um, it, it, it's deliberate. That, right. That's what annoys me about it, right? Yeah. Like, I have no clue what the fuck Nick Arabal is doing, but for the most part, it seems like he's just playing a character and that's it. Right. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know exactly what his deal with. I don't know his background, et cetera. Um, he found an in with Hustler. He has this character. He can now, uh, you know, use this to go around and play games that are mostly, you know, pretty decent for him. Yeah. So it, yeah, you I think, understand. You think angle. there isn't a single pro in the world who wouldn't fucking do dirty things to be on that Hustler Friday show every week? Of course. Of course. You know? But with Doug... This, this is where the, like, almost the pettiness comes in, and it's fucking annoying, right? Oh, he, just, he gets giddy every, over, over this kind of every stuff. Sing, yeah, yeah, every single little tiny micro chisel that he can do to fuck over people, he'll take that. Right. Right, and yeah. And the irony is, like, he's very much like Nick in his bad takes. Like, if we just look back over the past year, we have a coin flex fucking scandal sure. or whatever that he had some part of promoting. We have the whole fat shaming issue with the Sports Illustrated cover that he, again, just doubled down on that take. There's, there are like these countless ways in which when you have a platform, you have a responsibility to just, you know, not being an idiot. And I'm <laughs> guilty. Task. 
it is a hard task. I'm certainly guilty of some idiotic takes. Same. Don't get me wrong. But like, you know, think things through before you just do it for some sort of cash grab. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily what CoinFlex was. <laughs> what? Melissa. Sorry, Melissa. <laughs> Melissa did just put something pretty I mean, interesting. Hey, she, she donated. It's a super chat. It is Thanks, a super chat. I'll read it out. I'll oh, read go it ahead. Out. We can discuss it tomorrow, too. So, Melissa just donated $1.99. Thank you, Melissa, for super chat. Keep the lights on, baby. Yeah. Berkey, fuck, Mary, kill. Airball, Rick. <laughs> Doug or Nick Vertucci. Man, that is so tough. <laughs> the, thank you for I, your. Uh, I already know who he's gonna marry. The the, the well, do you? Because I don't. Yeah, yeah. Do. The difficulty is that like uh I like it's think, also hard. I mean, I you, think, you should marry. I think, I think Doug ball. is the no. No, because he has the most money, right? No, but we Doug don't know. seems oh, like he'd know. be a good spouse. Think, yeah. Yeah, he seems responsible and who well, Doug. It's, Doug, not, yeah. it's not who you want to love the most. It's who you want to torture the most in these mm -hmm. cases, right? Well, well I, mean, I don't know. Mary. I mean, with Mary, you're you're stuck for life. Yeah. Are yeah, you? but you could, you know, Divorce I've seen happened. some pretty abusive. I mean, you've seen. Uh, never mind. Asian couples are very abusive. I don't know, man. Nick made a mint on that fucking real estate thing. He might be he might be caked up. Nick? Yeah. Oh, he's caked up for sure. I, actually, I think I would marry Vertucci. I would enjoy what? fighting with him forever. I, I think. actually think that is the play. Yeah. Yeah. Because right? you would yeah, you yeah. would fight like an old married couple. <clears throat> yeah, and also like he's not my intellectual equal, so like it would just be me dunking <laughs> on him the entire time. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I'm just saying Man. Nick and Doug are very intelligent God. people. Damn. Like Nick is pretty average. Uh, sorry, Nick Airball and Doug are very intelligent people. And somehow he he makes money, so you could just have him go out of the That's house what I mean. and stuff and That's what I mean. You're just a house husband. Yeah. It's yeah, fine, yeah. bro. Yeah, I think you I think that would wife. be I think I would marry See, Vertucci. This is the play. Yeah, I think I would marry Vertucci. And All then, right, we yeah. got two more options yeah, here. I, look, you can't say you're going to kill someone. <laughs> no, on yeah, air. yeah, you can't. Yeah. I would fight yeah. if I had to fight someone. I would fight Doug. Yep. Uh, so I guess I'm fucking Airball. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, that's. Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah. Marry fight. Mm -hmm. He's be like a, a big teddy bear. Be, that'll be a know, comfortable he, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> nice and cushy. Oh. <laughs> oh. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you for <laughs> thank, thank you, you for your input, Melissa. We really yeah. appreciate you. Oh, <laughs> causing fucking problems from afar. This she's is gonna be on tomorrow. <laughs> she, yeah, she she's gonna be on here tomorrow. We're we're looking forward to. Couldn't come at a better time, really. Right. Uh, you couldn't, we really you could need not Melissa here today. Seriously. No. Yeah. We'll, she would have been so spicy. <laughs> oh man. I mean, Conrad sat out. Yeah, he did. He sat out, sat he, out. He sat out and then went into the chat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's in there? He's in of course chat. he's in there. Connie. You think he would miss a second oh, yeah, yeah, of this? Oh, man. Um, all right. So uh, now that I've gotten my piece out uh, of, of how I feel about this whole situation, uh, let's talk about the bigger topic at hand, which I think are twofold. One, let's talk about the, the Nick Garrett dynamic and uh, a, a bit of the shade that's being thrown back and forth. Um, I guess... I guess it becomes a little bit tricky to navigate, right? Because like Garrett's tweet is a bit, um, it, it's a bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Whenever you out of character? No, no well, yeah, it's a little bit out of character, but no, like whenever it, it's, uh, I'm struggling to find my words here. I'm mm. still too, I'm hot, man. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's, a bit it's a bit cryptic, right? Like he's basically saying Nick's not a good guy, but like I don't know Nick, Airball. We're talking right, about. Right. I, I don't know him at all. So like. Uh, I, I guess I would like to know more as to why he's not a good guy. Uh, <laughs> I would like to know. I could be convinced. <laughs> hey, Garrett, we have a Zoom link open if, uh, <laughs> if you want to call in. Buddy. Yeah, same to you, Airball. If you, uh, you want to call in and run your 
flapper. Yeah, I, uh, I don't. I really don't have enough information to know whether or not Nick is like a bad guy. To me, he just is a character, and yeah, I, I almost yeah, appreciate I that, it to yeah, an extent. It's almost like WWE. I, I mean, I have look. I've never met the guy. I had no yeah. bad words to say about him until he started dragging my. Keep my fucking name out your fucking mouth. Uh, I don't like, even mind that too. I mean, it's, I, I it's know, what I, I, I didn't care until Doug platformed him because, like, before he was on the Vertucci podcast, and like one person would tweet at me and be like, "Nick Airball called you out on." Vert-. It's like, yeah. who cares? Twelve people watched, and then it was like on the Hustler pregame show, and like nobody cares. That's why he he's looking for a bigger platform. But um, I, I think that like. Like, I know Ishan, uh, I don't know him well, but I play with him a bunch, and he vouches hard for Nick's character. And I like Ishan. I think he's a good kid. Like, I imagine he's a decent judge of character. So, like, at bare minimum, their relationship is reflective of, like, Nick not being a bad guy. And I'm not saying that he's not a bad guy. Because I, again, I don't know anybody, and I certainly am not vouching for the character of somebody that I don't know very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd like to know more, right? And then in the inverse... Uh, Nick kind of called him out for, you know, game selecting and shutting people out, but it's like, okay, well, where are these people that Garrett shut out? Why aren't they playing now? Now that you're taking on all comers. Yeah. Right. Like where's, where's art? Why isn't he getting a Friday seat every week? Um, cause like that one I think was pretty public. Uh, there was, there was some falling out between Garrett and art where, you know, for one reason or another art didn't play. Um, but where's everybody else? Like, I, I can't remember you know, going through Twitter, everybody that was saying like, yeah, Garrett kept me from playing and me from playing and me from playing, but like, well, go play now, right? Like, this is just an open game. Is that what's happening? Like, is the Friday Hustler show an open lineup? Absolutely not. Of course Will it not. become one? Absolutely no, not. Why not? Of course not. Nick Airball is the GOAT. <laughs> He's taking on all because comers. Because it's not about him, right? It's about the other people in the game where you have to kind of quote unquote get that hard vouch where... They don't give a fuck. They all want to play with art. Well, it's, they all want to play with good players. Conor McGregor was never the best fighter in the world. No, he wasn't. He had two belts. He did have two belts. He was it's, good at he was good at ma- it's navigating the weight same classes. Exact thing. That's why I appreciate Nick Arabal a lot for what he's doing and putting him on stuff. And yeah, of course you're the collateral in here. Ah, whatever. I don't give a shit about that. I, are, I'm I'm the one who says we need a Vince McMahon in, in poker. We yeah. need the WWE. It's just it'd be nice to be clued in on the on the screen. <laughs> you just want right? to be yeah, in the WWE. Yeah. You know, you want to be well, no, John what, Cena. What they do well is they they let both people in on the script rather than just handing it to one guy and say go fucking nuts. But for yeah. like for like Connor and Chael Sonnen. It's not the case. That no, I'm that's true. Referencing UFC and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that part's true. Well, I imagine Dana White and Connor had some conversations about what his persona I'd be really would surprised. be. I'd be really surprised if, like, Chael had a conversation with Dana at that time. I don't know. I mean, you know, you, know, you, you have to remember, like, we see UFC as, like, this massive entity, right? Like, the, like, as big as, not as big as the NFL, but, like, on that level. But the reality is, like, Dana seems to have a relationship with all of his, all of his, stars. I don't want to call them his workers. Stars, but yeah, yeah, sure. his yeah. stars for sure, right? But you'd be surprised how little time Dana actually has to actually. No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, of course. I, I'm a, to craft that. I, I mean, yeah. I'm some of a businessman myself. <laughs> well, I'm saying I'm, I'm a peasant um, by comparison. My, my ex worked at UFC for six years or something like that. Some, yeah. Seven years, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was with her for 10. And the speed in which that company grew was insane. Mm-hmm. They went from like five editors. And, and then like they would have to, there would be a night shift because they just didn't have enough units and enough room to obviously that huge place across the 215. Um, so I feel like honestly, those conversations weren't really able to be had 
right like the, the vince mcmahon type oh of yeah yeah sorry I'm, I'm not implying that he's out there scripting yeah, no, I know, ufc I know, I know. but i would have just imagined that like as a connor emerges and is willing to be that character i'm sure there was some strategy discussion around like okay well let's spin it that whether it was with the fighters themselves or just him and his marketing team you know that he doesn't get that big for no reason same sure. thing with like chuck liddell like the only reason i know chuck liddell is because he's on entourage <laughs> the fuck <laughs> is a chuck liddell um but the like, ice man bro yeah but like you know that that even the nickname the ice man like they 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 work that spin in right and yeah. i think it's great and again like i'm agreeing like i don't even care that i'm fallout and all this like whatever man run your fucking trap i, run I don't your give mouth. a shit um but i do care about the fact that like so many lies are being told where like the public's falling hook line and sinker for it yeah like, right Nick, nick's clear- not playing fucking public games man yeah, there's clearly like a threshold as to like what you can and cannot say about someone like is is not tolerable when it comes to the public accepting and persona of that stuff. Right. Right. Where if someone wants to quote unquote call you a scammer, that's completely different than saying you suck at poker. Yeah. 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 Like whatever, man. I suck. Well, fucking come get it. Like if yeah. I'm the whale, come chase me. Yeah. That's fine. But they've like, been trying. <laughs> no, they're Maybe not. Maybe I'm using the wrong person. You know who Colby Covington is? No. Yes. Oh, yeah. He plays okay. poker actually. He he yeah, might be more so like Nick Airball. Okay. So Colby Covington, like really scripted yeah yeah he's super scripted he's a super character but he he went to brazil mm-hmm. i think it was yeah i started talking about and the, the just f- saying oh, this is the white yeah. guy who was talking yeah. about the steroids or whatever no no he was like uh, all you people in here are apes or oh, something like okay. that or that's, like, a, that's very all, bad you're all, all backwater savages that's that kind bad of that's stuff. bad and he like goes really hard into being very divisive yeah yeah and of course half the population loves him yeah that's how the vision works <laughs> well which means the other half does not right matt's part of the yeah. other half that one it, of the brilliance i thought chell did when he was fighting was his he had like iron tight logical arguments against everybody and he just eviscerated people mm-hmm. so you have that kind where it's it's backed up by like actual facts and then what it seems like what what doug propagates is um the more colby type of bullshit yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, look, man, it's the content game. Everybody's out here doing their thing to try to get the attention of the, the poker sphere. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that I'm... I don't think there's necessarily one way to do it. Uh, personally, I think that like having some level of integrity attached to the, the things you put your name on is worth more than a financial return. But if we're calling a spade a spade, Doug has built a much bigger business than I have in the same space. So it's not like as if uh, he hasn't been rewarded and I'm not even implying that like my way is the correct way. I'm just saying that like, you know, if you're going to pass on that, then uh, at some point people should be willing to kind of call that shit out. Sure. Uh, but I, I, I'm more so, I'm more so interested in how this moves forward then, right? Because yesterday Twitter was fire. Like, uh, you know, we, we kind of spoke about this before you came back, but uh, I started a challenge where uh, I was going to track my macros, do all this fitness-related stuff. I watched it. I watched it. Yeah. yeah, and then one aspect of it was I wanted to limit my social media to an hour a day. And <laughs> the way that I've been tracking this is I send you guys a screenshots of of all of the the things I'm supposed to do uh, for my daily routine, and tracking or limiting my social media is one of them. And if I fail something, I put an X by it. If I succeed, I put a check. Uh, my only X yesterday was social media. I was just on. I wasn't engaging, but I was just like on all day, just scrolling. It, it was endless, right? Like yeah. for Garrett to come out and pop off, 
something that we haven't seen, not just this past six months, but maybe ever, ever. right? Uh, and he's clearly going through it. He's been going through it to some degree, right? And then there's a whole there, there's the whole Robbie angle that we're completely ignoring, right? Like we still have no idea why Nick was having fucking why Airball was having dinner with those two the night before. We still have no idea what happened where he just gave uh, Rip 170k. We have no idea as to what happened three days later, whenever all of that went public. And Airball just like completely eviscerated Rip publicly on social media, calling him like a scumbag and everything else. And Rip called him a scumbag back and, you know, all this other nasty stuff. It's like, we have no clue what all this stuff is. Does Garrett have some insight? Is that where he's coming from with the, the attack on Nick's character? I don't know. I'm interested though. You got the tea. You know, you know we yeah. need the tea. We're all kind of here. Like, where's the tea? Spill it. <laughs> like, how does this all unravel? And, and what is. Now that, now that Airball is taking over that role of main character, what's the spin? Why, why all the barking, right? Because he's already accomplished what he set out to do. So what's the spin moving forward? Is it to play Garrett at some point? You know, is it to... Well, I don't like, think it's even that. We're just, we're just monetizing off of controversy. Look, like from Doug to um, how Hustler does their stuff, everything's been based on controversy. E even if you look at Poker Go... Their top videos are all controversy. It's all Phil Helmuth or blow-ups or whatever it is. Yep. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's across the board, and that's, that's facilitated or instructed by the social media and YouTube algorithms, which is, I mean, for most of these places, their main monetary source. So as long as that's the case, we just continue the same thing. I don't think he needs to play him at all. I think all this stuff just needs to be stirred up. That's the major thing. Yeah. Right? Because at the end of the day... This is your hero content. This is your pr primary content or uh, premium content, excuse me. Yeah. And then the, the stuff that makes you money is your, your base level content, which is, um, you know, for, for Doug, it would be like your poker hands. For Vertucci, it's his regular stream. It's just mindless watching. Breaking hands. news. This just in. I'm still a douche. <laughs> That's but the yeah, daily content. I mean, yeah. I mean, it sucks that all of this, everybody who's platformed right now, really comes down to what is the algorithm for YouTube and social media? Right. Right. The, yeah, it, yeah. It's completely facilitated by this. Yeah. Right? Which uh, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Livbury did a really interesting short. It was maybe a 12 minute long short film uh, on this concept of Moloch. And it's basically the idea that division and negativity drives more engagement by like, you know, compounding interest essentially than uh, any sort of like positive reinforcement ever could. Um, which is kind of fascinating because that is seemingly the death spiral that we're in when it comes to content creation. And I think that's what leads to all the burnout, right? Like it's exhausting. I, I don't want to get on here and talk about this shit. I truly would have rather have done a hour long episode on the World Baseball Classic that got 200 viewers over what we're doing right now that's going to get 20,000 mm -hmm. right and i'm being i'm being completely genuine about that like i would so much rather have gone through that at bat between otani and trout have gone through like the path for japan to get there and come back versus mexico in the final innings all of that stuff is so much more interesting to me sports are so amazing like they're so great and so painful and so much fun to watch uh but more importantly like they're just neutral yeah. you know there's no, there's no characters. 
being assassinated in it. There's no... There's ideas being assassinated. Like, you hate the Browns. Well, I, <laughs> I hate is the wrong word. Is it? Yeah, uh, yeah because like I don't I, like my my best friend's from Cleveland. I know, I know. Um, but you know, I I, I you have harbor a, some ire. I have a competitive uh, <laughs> drive against it's their part team. of the fun. Yeah, it's part of the fun. Whatever. Yeah. But but the thing is, is that like when it, when it all shakes out, uh, nobody's getting hurt, right? Where it seems like the purpose of content <laughs> in our space is to find the next target. Right. If you look at it, I, I'm going to keep leaning on sports because it's so much bigger. But if you look at content built around sports, it's never TMZ type shit of like, did you hear what Otani did on the flight to Japan? No, because that's what <laughs> yeah. TMZ is for. Right. But it, it, which largely, you know, doesn't exist much in the sporting world. It's no. always celebs. It's much right? like sports celebrity drama. If it's like a relationship thing. Yeah. I think, I think it's twofold. I think one, it's uh, a bit of, the just acceptance that the best drama you're going to get out of athletes is that they fuck around a bunch. Right. The more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. Right. And like no one cares. Like there's everybody's enough, just kind of accepted it. There's enough drama built around the actual sport itself. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And poker, poker lacks that because Incredibly. it's slow. Yeah. And it's an iterative game. And we've seen the, right. the scenario. We've seen Kings versus Aces yeah. so who, many times. Who needs a, who needs a scandal in the baseball world when you can just watch the baseball classic and add all the drama and all the highs and lows that you need. Right. You know? Well, in right. that case, it's not manufactured. In this space, it is manufactured. Right. Right. The way the drama even happens in this community, for the most part, is somebody starts taking shots at somebody else and mm -hmm. creates it on right. their own path. Where in sports, you just play the game. The game is drama enough. Yeah. There's the highs and lows of, like, is there comebacks? Is there not? Right. But in the social media space of poker, it's... <laughs> it's because the rule sets though dictate that right there's amazing moments I, you know you get a huge dunk i don't need to know basketball to know wow that's fucking cool right right you get a, a really nice goal whatever it might be and don't get me wrong there are some like there's some viral clips where like a, a guy goes onto a soccer pitch and um and he like scores the winning goal or something but he's a fan and everybody like cheers around him not knowing that he's not a player yet Right. So there are some like crazy moments mm -hmm. that do happen that would go super viral. But poker, the rule set sucks for for watching. Right. It's all really built for post. Yeah. It's kind of it's very boring during very. unless it's super high stakes and the action is like no. right in your fingertips. Even yeah. high stakes. It's boring, dude. Eh, I don't know, it's man. Like watching I Antonius like... play play person in that pot with the queen nine. Yeah, like, I was going yeah. to refer to okay, the same thing. Okay, you're talking about specific hands. Correct. I'm yeah, talking but, but about it was the build up to that hand. Over right. the eight hours, it can get very fucking boring. It can. Oh, it mm. is. It's similar to baseball in that regard, I think. Right. There, there's it's all built up to, just... a, to a crescendo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At the I, same I time, I get it though, because sometimes the, the quote unquote buildup doesn't even happen. And yeah. then you feel like you sort of wasted your entire day watching this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think that's why tournaments are so much more glorified when it comes to televised. Because there is an end. Right. Because yeah. there's start to finish and there is You're kind of a story a arc there. It's predictable. A, yeah. yeah. Right. Like I wasn't even going to stream yesterday. I only streamed because I final tabled. And won. I did. And won at all. Won. Getting that, that jewelry. It's like I, I wouldn't have streamed if it was like. Just out of nowhere, it was one tournament I was playing. Which, which finger are you going to wear the ring on? Got to be the ring finger, right? Mm. Well, the rings know. are for? Which one, though? I'm married to the game, though. Left or right? Oh, so left. Well, left. Yeah, so you are married wow. to the game. I'm married to the game until Are you actually notice. going to wear it? No. No, yeah, yes. We definitely, we're definitely getting a, 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 a picture like yes. this. Yeah. We have to if, get a picture like this. If Berkey would kiss your ring, would you? Stop. Wow. Kiss the wow. ring, Would you wear it to podcast? That's our next bet. Yeah, you would definitely wear it if you kissed the ring. No, You'd have to. 
Mm-hmm. I can't. He's just a humble young type. I'm not. I don't do this. This. Do you mean if you win a WSAP bracelet, you're not going to wear it at the I'm, table? You're right. I'm not going to do that. What if you just wore the towel and the ring? Oh, the yeah. towel and the ring. That could be your upgrade. You know how you're mm-hmm. constantly telling Braun that you need a new picture because you're... Every you're, hardware gets yep. added right. to the Now that you image. have hardware, you can get the, the ring pick with the towel. Uh-huh. Yes. That would be great with him, like, with the bracelet, the ring, holding your yeah. MSPT trophy, <laughs> just the towel. You know, <laughs> get, like, a crown somewhere. Yeah. Somerville did this bet with with I think Mercier and mm-hmm. I, I feel like you should do this with with um, with Berkey where the first person to win a bracelet the other person has to wear it for the rest of that series <laughs> wow that's actually hilarious what a bad bet with Mercier Jesus Christ uh, that is that's saying, amazing so if you win a bracelet I have to wear your bracelet for yeah. the series yeah. so somebody so, asks if I want it I'd exactly. say oh, Matt wanted but honestly it, it doesn't even matter it's just the cringiness of actually wearing a World Series bracelet, <laughs> bracelet. at the yep. table yeah. yeah that's true yeah I, I love that I book it Okay, <laughs> I will no. never have to pay this off. No, of course. <laughs> at least you won't. You know, you're no, drawing yeah. dead. You've been doing this for years. Uh, I don't know, win. man. I might be able to like rip off a, a 50 man bird on online. Yeah, some guy. I'm gonna just... go to Pennsylvania and try to win their their uh, online bracelet main. Oh I, shit! I, Fuck. Think I, I think it was at the. I think it was at the win. Um, some like I forget what event it was. I was playing, and the guy said something like said yeah like i know what i'm doing and he pulled up his sleeve and he had a world no, series bracelet on yes. that's yes. incredible yeah, that's w is like, right <laughs> he's just like he's like yeah i think i know what i'm doing and he was like he lifted up his i'm like oh and i go god. yes you do sir <laughs> he's about 65 oh my god that's great yeah i remember the first time i saw a bracelet we were in uh we in west virginia playing at downs and this guy comes that, and sits at the five ten. Bracelets were rare back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy comes and sits at the five ten table where he had won like I don't know some fifteen hundred down bat or something like that, and just jewelry <laughs> all out. I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, this yep. guy is about to pop off. It's like Kevin from the office. It's like I, a, I won the deuce to seven, uh, <laughs> deuce to seven low, low ball, ball, whatever. But to circle back so real quick to the whole um, Nick Airball plus uh, plus Garrett. Mm. If I was like scripting this and properly producing this story. I would uh, not give the public a payoff of a game for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally agree. And I'd make sure that, um, you know, this is going to pop off for a bit. You wait about like a month. Yeah. And then you, you slam. It'd probably be Nick slams into Garrett. Yeah. I, I, I Based on. I think everything. something that I, I touched upon this earlier and I, I don't think I really finished my thought, but um, I think it's important to kind of like look around it at, at, like who these characters are surrounded by and ju- start like begin to judge people by the the company that they keep right like when i look at garrett i i don't really i truly don't know like whose closest friends are and i'm sure that's by design like i fully am like him i, I would prefer to be as much of a public person as possible when it comes to my my intimate life or whatever um when i look at airball it's just like it feels that's why i think i lean so hard into the clout chasing because it just feels like it's uh, an entourage of sorts, right? It's like the Hustler Casino Live entourage. And everybody within that entourage is kind of like doubling and tripling down on having the backs of each other as they take misstep over misstep, bad take over bad take, like just fumble the ball over and over and over again. It's like, it feels like a bad political campaign where you're, you're putting this candidate up. Like, it feels like the Trump political campaign i can't believe i actually have a real life example to draw to that was that easy but that's truly what it feels like yeah where it's like you have this incompetent man who just can't possibly say anything 
truthful or meaningful ever. And then also alongside that alienates half the population at all costs every time he opens his mouth. And then a dozen or two cronies that are just out there saying like, nah, that's our guy, man. That's, that's my man right there, right? And it's like, I, I don't get it. Like, that's why I'm, I'm holding so much criticism towards Doug for aligning himself in that entourage, right? Like, Doug is a leader. He, he can stand alone. Him, you know, kissing the ring and being a part of the Hustler Casino entourage where, like, you know, he's just a lackey. Did Nick win a circuit that I'm not aware of? Oh, my bad. My bad. Not, not, not the ring. This ring's Italian in this instance. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but it's like, you know, making yourself a crony for the betterment of your live stream that you're trying to get off the ground. It's just like, it's so, I don't know, man. Like, at some point you... It's you, cringe, mate. You're just going to be judged for that. It's like, I look around at my inner circle and it's like, I would fucking go to bat for any one of you guys because I know the character of the man that is sitting in that chair. And if they think that they could say the same about each other, that's insane to me. Because yeah. like, there's just no way in hell that push comes to shove, Doug's going to hard vouch for the character of Nick Vertucci. Right? And maybe not even vice versa. They literally just have a working relationship that's spilling over now into this weird parasocial... They parasoc- each other's dreams, dude. Yeah. But it's turning into this weird parasocial thing, right? Where they're also honing their, their venom on attacking the same people. Yeah. Right? They, they, cre- they curate the same enemies. Yeah, the enemy of the enemy is a friend. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. You're the friend you're the, with your only friends. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Thanks yeah. for being my only friends. Only pause, <laughs> friends. Thanks for sitting this one out, Connie. You have special yeah. episode. <laughs> we had a, a very, very special, special episode. <laughs> uh, we wouldn't have made it to year two if Connie was on this podcast for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I disagree, man. I, I keep trying to incentivize him to find ways to... I know. Get back into... I don't... I... I wasn't comfortable with like him just doing full run of show. And I don't think he was either. Actually, I know he wasn't. But I really enjoyed whenever he was the one that was kind of like steering the ship a bit. It's just, it's hard because I, I, I know what it takes to, to build the show every day. And I think that like presenting that with Conrad just becomes immediately like, fuck, that's a <clears throat> lot. Yeah. Is a lot. Yeah, it turns into a board panel as to what do you want to talk about today. No, that's fine. I, I mean, I think we all should collectively have input on what goes in. Um, but- I do like how you know sometimes he's reductive, but uh, you know he forces you to like say like, "Hey, step back a little bit." You guys are arguing about scumbags, you know, and he yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. says like, yeah. puts yeah. it very East Coast." Yeah, <laughs> it is very East Coast. Yeah, that's super East Coast. He's, he's like Lamana. <laughs> when he chimes in, it's always a banger. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's, I I save I, I build him up. You know, we, you got to build him up. We 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 see you cooking there. Yep. We see you mm-hmm. cooking. Yeah, so Connor usually Taylor Swift quotes. So <laughs> you did you did have a, a good you did, you did have a good Taylor Swift quote today. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Uh, I've been waiting we'll, to use that one for a long time. We'll I got have a T Swift quote of the day with Ben. I got a few other ones in the in the satchel. You're waiting. Yeah. I can't wait. I, I hope it's for a day that I'm not here. Uh, quick reminder to everybody, we do have two academies coming up. Uh, April 15th to the 18th is the next Poker Out Loud and the final Poker Out Loud Academy for this year. That's going to be a four-day academy, two days of gameplay where you will play a Poker Out Loud style simulation while we commentate over your thoughts. Uh, the other two days will be theory-based game study, or sorry, theory-based uh, strategy construction. Um, and you'll have that footage moving forward indefinitely. If you're interested, head to academy.solve4y.io. I think we have four seats left for that. Yes. Um, 
We also have the Tournament Academy, May 24th to 27th, called a World Series Warm-Up. Uh, that will be a four-day academy as well, hosted and ran by Matt Hunt, our uh, local MTT guru. He's going to be out there giving you guys step-by-step -step instruction on how to navigate these MTTs. Each day will represent a phase of the MTT, with the final day being the final table. Uh, if you're interested in that, head to academy.solferwide.io. That one's also... Click on the uh, banner above. Yeah, about... Uh, halfway, halfway full, halfway full as okay. well. So, yeah, you know, World Series is coming up soon. They're gonna, this, these are gonna get scooped get up. Get it so. while the getting's good. Get it while it's hot. We are gonna be joined by special guest Melissa Hudog. Oh, Schubert tomorrow. She's back. Uh, uh, she she might kinda. be a little bit in the host role. I'm not positive if I'm gonna make it here or not. Uh, it's depending on how you made it time. here today. To be honest, I slept like three hours, man. I'm fucking Jesus deep. Christ, bro. Um, but let him sleep. Uh, I may be here tomorrow. It depends if I'm playing or not. Uh, otherwise, she will be sure to steer the ship totally off the tracks. I'm sure. Oh, I the train. Love it. Yeah, Melissa the train and off Conrad the tracks. Back. We're sure out you tomorrow. from Melissa and Conrad. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be, be great. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much as always for tuning in. Thank you guys for getting us to 50,000 50, 50, subscribers. Bird. We're there. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe on your way out. Don't forget to leave a comment. Let us know what you think about Nick Airball as the new main character. Let us know what you think about as Garrett no longer playing on Hustler Casino Live. Let us know what you think about Doug and his attempt to make content. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you all tomorrow. Peace.